What's up, fellow freaks? I'm Zach, your host of the Ox Podcast, bringing you a daily dose of uncensored wisdom, 10 minutes or less, no bullshit, no topic off limits. If any episode of the Ox has made your life better in some small way, please take a few seconds to send this podcast to someone else. The best way to spread love is to share what you love. Now, without further ado, let's dive in. Why you need to start singing in the mud, and it's backed by science. We've all been in situations where things are going shitty, and you have a choice. Do I let the seriousness of the situation overtake me? Do I tighten up? Or do I find levity, laughter in the face of fear? According to Admiral William H. McRaven, a four-star admiral and former Navy SEAL, who served as the ninth commander of the U.S. Special Operations Command. Choosing levity, a sick brand of levity, in fact, was a big reason why he and his classmates made it through Navy SEAL Week. Here's what Admiral McRaven had to say about quote-unquote singing in the mud during the commencement address he delivered at University of Texas at Austin back in 2014. You can find the full commencement speech by searching... McRaven commencement speech on YouTube, and I highly recommend it. As I'll explain after I read this portion of the speech, what Admiral McRaven describes is also backed by neuroscience. So here's Admiral McRaven on singing in the mud. He says the ninth week of training is referred to as hell week. It is six days of no sleep, constant physical and mental harassment, and one day special and one special day, excuse me, at the mudflats. The mudflats are areas between San Diego and Tijuana where the water runs off and creates the Tijuana Sloughs, a swampy patch of terrain where the mud will engulf you. It is on Wednesday of Hell Week that you paddle down to the mudflats and spend the next 15 hours trying to survive the freezing cold mud, the howling wind, and the incessant pressure to quit from the instructors. As the sun began to set that Wednesday evening, my training class, having committed some quote-unquote egregious infraction of the rules, was ordered into the mud. The mud consumed each man till there was nothing visible but our heads. The instructors told us we could leave the mud only if five men would quit. Just five men. And we can get out of the oppressive cold. Looking around the mud flat, it was apparent that some students were about to give up. It was still over eight hours till the sun come up, till the sun would come up. Eight more hours of bone chilling cold. The chattering teeth and shivering moans of the trainees were so loud it was hard to hear anything. And then one voice began to echo through the night. One voice raised in song. The song was terribly out of tune, but sung with great enthusiasm. One voice became two, and two became three, and before long, everyone in the class was singing. We knew that if one man could rise above the misery, then others could as well. The instructors threatened us with more time in the mud if we kept up the singing, but the singing persisted. And somehow the mud seemed a little warmer, the wind a little tamer, and the dawn not so far away. 
If I've learned anything in my time traveling the world, it is the power of hope. The power of one person. Washington, Lincoln, King, Mandela, and even a young girl from Pakistan, Malala. One person can change the world by giving people hope. So if you want to change the world, start singing when you're up to your neck in mud. And that is the end of that portion of the speech, which I again highly recommend going to check out on YouTube. I have no fucking clue what it's like to go through Hell Week. I can listen to it when I listen to Admiral McRaven give a speech or David Goggins on a podcast or read David Goggins' book, Can't Hurt Me. I don't know what it's like to be buried up to your fucking neck in mud and Hell Week with Navy commanders screaming at you to give the fuck up and pushing the human body to what I understand close to the absolute limits. I I don't know what that's like. I do know what it's like, though, to be going through a difficult situation and to go one of two ways. You let the seriousness of the situation overcome you and you lock up, you get, you get a little bit tighter. You, you maybe take yourself too seriously and you take the situation too seriously and your muscles aren't, don't feel as loose. Your mind isn't as open. You're, you're, you have tunnel vision. The anxiety starts to raise or maybe you start to laugh at how fucked up the situation is that you're in. Maybe the seriousness of the situation actually starts to become funny to you or you, you know, you start singing about it, maybe not out loud, but maybe in your head you start telling yourself how crazy this whole thing is. And the levity, the laughter, the relaxation of that situation, the, the, the body starts to follow the, the relaxation of the mind. The body follows the levity of the mind. And all of a sudden, you know, you, you have wider field of vision. Your muscles start to loosen up. You feel more free. You feel like you can actually see the whole situation. You're not locked up into this muscular and visual tunnel. And Andrew Huberman, a neuroscientist who's been on Joe Rogan podcast, he's been on Rich Roll, he's been on many different podcasts talking about his research on neuroscience. And this is one thing he says about levity and levity, uh, laughter and levity, and especially in the face of high stress situations, like being buried up to your neck in mud during Hell Week. Andrew Huberman says, and this is from the Joe Rogan podcast. Dopamine pushes back that level of noradrenaline and it gives you more gas. It lets you go further. And you see this through teamwork when you feel like you're supported and when you're in cohesion, humor, play, if you're in serious effort. And it's just these and and it's just things are going terrible, maybe. I've never done comedy, and when you're trying to write a joke and it's just frustrating, and then suddenly you kind of laugh at how ridiculous the process is. That energy is reductions in epinephrine. So you can give yourself more gas, essentially, by learning to play and have humor in tough situations. And there's a neurochemical, there's neurochemical evidence to back that up. You can kind of bring yourself into a second gear by choosing to laugh at, and, and that's not to say you're not afraid. That's not saying that you're not, your fear's going away. It's saying that you have the, the state of mind to be able to cultivate some sense of humor 
with your fear and, and that fear and anxiety may start to dissipate when that humor starts to set in and, and you can actually laugh at how difficult something is or you know how impossible something seems or the frustration in the moment like writing a joke when he's talking to joe rogan about comedy and kind of like getting through that writer's block and being like fuck like you know this is crazy i've been sitting here for three hours i haven't written a fucking thing like kind of doing that and, and i definitely can feel that in podcasting i can feel that when i'm trying to come up with an idea or maybe i'm really nervous before a conversation and I especially felt that in baseball. I wish I knew this when I was playing high school and college baseball because I took sports way too seriously when I was playing. It was always kind of this life or death thing where I was constantly thinking about, you know, how how is this going to affect me being a pro baseball player? How, how is this going to affect my stats? And I was thinking about the wrong thing. I wasn't always thinking about, you know, how am I going to fucking win this game right now? Even if I'm not playing a huge role, how can I be a part of a team to win this game? And, you know, I wish I learned to have more laughter and levity on the mound when I was pitching in those super intense moments. You know, you walk the first batter and the second one slaps a fucking double first inning. You're you're down one nothing. You don't even have an out yet. You can either say, you know, wow, I'm fucked or and this is going to go terribly or you can say wow it's kind of funny how fucked i am early on let's see what happens but you know i'm still going to lock in i'm still going to uh perform to the best of my ability and at the same time i can acknowledge that this is just a fucking game you know i'm not i'm not saving lives here there's a guy the guy just scored there's another guy on base you know let's see if i can fucking get out of this and kind of have some like play around with it a little bit, play around with it in your own mind. And I'm sure if I did that, I would have gotten, uh, I, I would have been able to throw harder. I would have been able to throw more accurately in some situations where maybe I tensed up and was taking myself and the situation too seriously and not getting that boost of dopamine and reduction of epinephrine that Andrew Huberman talks about that can actually make you lock in more in the moment and give you more focus and more energy. So, so give yourself that second win singing in the mud. Like Admiral McRaven says, if you want to change the world, start singing when you're up to your neck in mud. So my challenge to you and a lifelong challenge to myself is when you find yourself either literally or metaphorically up to your neck in mud, fucking sing. Sing in your head, sing out loud sing both ways, find laughter, find levity, find humor in those situations, just something you can lock onto where you can kind of remind yourself of the ridiculousness or the, the you know, the, the struggle to, to find humor in the struggle to give yourself that strength and focus. 